Hey y'all, I'm Sheridan Elliott, and welcome to Under the Influence. Have you ever wondered what your spiritual gift is from God? Well, today we're going to talk about what spiritual gifts God gives each and every one of us to bring the advancement to his kingdom. So in order to know what spiritual gifts we have, first we need to know what is a spiritual gift? Well, a spiritual gift is something that God has chosen specifically for you so that you can help with the advancement of the church on earth by serving and using your special ability. See, the church is not a building. The church is the people. The church is the body of Christ. So it does not matter if you are in a building or if you are at church, you are to use your gifts to advance the kingdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse four, it goes through what some of those spiritual gifts are. And I would like to read it. If you have your Bible, flip to 1 Corinthians 12, 4, and we're going to follow along. It says, Now there are distinctive varieties and distributions of these gifts, empowering, distinguishing certain Christians due to the power of the divine grace operated in their souls by the Holy Spirit. And they vary, but the Holy Spirit remains the same. And there are distinctive variations of service and of ministry, but it is the same Lord who we serve. There are distinctive varieties of operation, of working to accomplish things, but it's the same God who inspires and energizes them all in it. Verse seven, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual elimination of the Spirit for good and profit. To one is given in and through the Holy Spirit, the power to speak, a message of wisdom, and to another, the power to express a word of knowledge and of understanding according to the same Holy Spirit. Verse nine, to another, wonder-working faith by the same Holy Spirit, to another, to extraordinary powers of healing by the one of the Spirit. Verse 10, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophetic insight, to another, the ability to discern and distinguish between the spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the ability to interpret tongues. Verse 11, all of these gifts are inspired and brought to pass by one and the same, the Holy Spirit, who appoints to each person individually as he chooses. And verse 12, for just as the body is a unity and yet has so many parts, all the parts, though many, form one body. So it is with Christ, the Messiah, the appointed one. For by the means of the personal Holy Spirit, we were all, whether Jew or Greek, slaves or free, baptized into one body and all made to drink of the Holy Spirit. For the body does not consist of one limb or one organ, but of so many. See, we are not all called to have the same spiritual gifts, but God did give each and every one of us at least one spiritual gift, if not more than that. How do you know what your spiritual gifts are if you don't already? You ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. You ask him to, to show you what gifts he has given you to advance the kingdom towards Christ. And another great option after you have gone to your heavenly father is ask your Christian friends, hey, what do you think my spiritual gifts are? 
And I can guarantee you, they can give you a few things that can at least point you in the right direction. It could be leadership. It could be mentorship. It could be encouragement. It could be administration. There are so many different gifts. And if you read through 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 13, again, like I just did, it'll break down those spiritual gifts for you. But today I want to go through very slowly the spiritual gifts and have you meditate on maybe which ones yours are and how you can use them to advance the kingdom. And the first one is administration. That is the ability to help steer the church or a ministry towards a goal. It could be in planning, organization, or even supervision. The second one is an apostle. That is someone who is sent to a new place with the gospel. A great example of this is a missionary. They are to provide leadership and offer advice on spiritual matters to help spread the word. The third one is discernment. The wisdom to recognize truth from untruth by correctly evaluating whether a behavior or a teaching is from God or another ungodly source. I feel like we all should have the gift of discernment. And the way that we do that is by reading our word and making sure that when we are hearing a teaching that it is backed up from the Bible. The fourth one is evangelism. This is the ability to successfully communicate the message of the gospel, especially to non-believers. The next one, exhortation. It is the competence in offering encouragement, comfort, or support to help someone be all that God wants them to be. Faith. People with this gift have such great confidence in the power and promises of God that they can stand strong in their beliefs no matter what tries to shake them. They usually stand up in church for their faith in such a way as to defend and move forward. Giving. Those who have this gift are particularly willing and able to share what resources they have with pleasure and usually without the need to see them returned back. Healing. It is the capability used by God to restore others physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. The next one is a helper. Someone with this gift is able to support or assist members of the body of Christ so that they can be free to minister to others. Hospitality. This is the natural ability to make people, even strangers, feel welcome in a home or a church as a means to disciple or serve them. Knowledge. This is the gift of someone who actively pursues knowledge of the Bible. This person also usually enjoys analyzing biblical data. Leadership. This person is able to stand before a church or a group of peers to be direct to the body and care with attention. They are to motivate them to achieving a goal. Mercy. This is a very defining trait of a person with great sensitivity for those who are suffering. They offer compassion and encouragement. They help people in need. Prophecy. This is the ability to speak a message of God to others. This sometimes involves like a foresight or a vision of what is to come. And this skill should be used only to offer encouragement or a warning. Serving, a talent for identifying tasks needed for the body of Christ and using available resources to get this done. Speaking in tongues, 
the supernatural ability to speak in another language and that language of the spirit. Teaching, the skill to teach from the Bible and communicate it effectively for the understanding and spiritual growth of others. And then the last one is wisdom, the gift of being able to sort through facts and data to discover what needs to be done for your church. Now, it should be noted that every Christian is going to have a spiritual gift from God. You may have more than one. You may have all of these. But I know that we are to use these gifts to glorify his kingdom. And you may find that your gifts will change over time. For example, you might find that as you grow in your faith, you receive the gift of faith. And this is a great thing. It means that you're becoming a stronger person in Jesus. You are increasing your ability to talk about your faith in a confident way. Think of it as God giving you like a software update. You want those software updates. You don't want to constantly be back on the first iPhone. You want to be growing and evolving and making sure that your gifts grow through Christ is such a great thing. And as you start to grow and acknowledge your spiritual gifts, or maybe you already know your spiritual gifts, you may also have the thought that your spiritual gifts aren't as important as someone else's. But that is like saying your eyes aren't as important as your ears. The truth is every gift is necessary for the body of Christ to function as God intended. So you need to recognize and celebrate the importance of your gifts, but also their gifts. You cannot think more highly of your gift than someone else because we all work together in the body of Christ. And I like to use the analogy of when you were in school or college and you had to do a group project, you didn't need a whole bunch of a certain type of person. You wanted people who were great in a certain area to come and collaborate and work together for the goal of that group project. And that's how we should look at this in the body of Christ. That maybe you have the gift of encouragement and you can be there to uplift somebody in that time of need. Or maybe you have the gift of administration and you can help and organize and function and keep the flow of things going correctly. You can use your gift of organization to bring someone to Christ. I know that there are all sorts kind of TV shows on HGTV at the moment about organization. Think about when you are in their home, you could be sharing the love of Jesus towards them while you are organizing. And that's just one example of using your spiritual gift to bless the kingdom. I know that when I was 14 years old, we had someone come clean out my parents' air ducts. And this man spoke over me that I had the gift of ministry. And I looked at him like he was off his rocker. And he just spoke into me about one day I was going to use my gift of my voice to share the gospel. And now look, here we are almost two decades later. And I am using that gift that he spoke over me. And he saw it in me before I ever saw it in myself. So what do you do when you finally realize what your spiritual gifts are? you start to use them. Just like when you get a gift for your birthday or a gift for Christmas, you want to start using that gift. You are not just gonna let it sit 
and be unwrapped and never open it and never use it. No, you are going to use it with excitement and it's going to be fun and easy because it is your gift. So find a place to serve in your church. Maybe find a place to serve in your community. Maybe it's with in the school or maybe it's um, with... Um, you know, at your local businesses, I don't know what that looks like for you, but I promise you, God will direct you in that which he wants you to do. You may be surprised at how much fun you will have and how relaxing it's going to be because you are using that specific gift that God gave you. And a really great place to start is at your church. Maybe just ask a leader where you could volunteer You maybe have the gift of mercy, and so you could go to the hospital or a prison ministry. That could be a really good place for you. Or maybe you have the gift of hospitality, so you could greet new people. Um, You could have the gift of exhortation, so you could be amazing at doing a prayer ministry. Your gifts can be used in many different ways, so don't feel like you have to do something just because it looks like it on the surface. If an assignment is not filling you with joy, Find an opportunity that does. But see, joy comes from the Lord. Happiness comes from your circumstances. So joy is a great indicator that you are using your gift for God. And as you start to grow and mature in your walk with Christ, you may realize that you have left some of your gifts unopened and you are not using them as God intended for you to use them. And that's okay but it's time to open it up. It's time to start using it. It's time to start blessing other people with your gifts. For me, it was this podcast. I had put it off and put it off and put it off because I had every excuse under the book. Let me tell you, I was deflecting like the best Heisman trophy in the room. I was not wanting to go there. I was not. I saw other people doing podcasts and I immediately thought, oh, they just are going to think I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, I'm not very good with technology. I just, that seems really overwhelming to me. Let me tell you, you just need to start. It does not have to be perfect. It does not have to be crossing the T's and dotting the I's in order for you to use your gift, you start using it. Start using it. And for me, it's literally as simple as sitting at my kitchen table with my iPhone and my Bible open saying, okay, God, use me. What do you want me to talk about today? And he has never failed me. And it's funny how when I think I have a direction of where I want an episode to go, he just completely takes over. And that's what I want. I don't want this to be my podcast. I want this to be God's podcast that I get to spread his message. This is his glory, not mine. I'm just using my gift of speech and leadership and discernment to spread the gospel. And with technology, you can now reach thousands of people because of the www dot, the World Wide Web, the technology. And that is such a great thing. But I had to quit being scared. 
I had to quit making excuses. And I couldn't ask God to bless me if I wasn't blessing him with my gifts. So are you tired of having your gifts bottled up? Are you tired of sitting there and you're asking God to bless you, but you're not blessing him? It's time to step up. It's time to use your gift to bless the kingdom. It's time that when you're sitting at your cubicle, maybe you can listen to Christian music on your radio and you can inspire someone by being an encourager that day. You know your gifts. And if you don't, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. But this world needs us. God could have used anyone to get out his purpose on this earth. He could have created anything, but he decided to put that on humankind to spread the gospel. And we need to use our gifts to do that. And maybe you just need a little boost of confidence. And so today I want you to know that love is the greatest thing in this world. 1 Corinthians 12, 31 teaches us that love should be the number one on our priority spiritual list. That we should study love, that we should pray about love, and we should develop the fruit of love by practicing loving others. We can learn about this in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that love is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit available to those with whom the Holy Spirit lives. God is love. So when we walk in love, we abide in him. And because we walk in God's love by receiving and expressing it, we should not deceive ourselves into thinking that we can love God while we are hating other people. We seek many things during our lifetimes and holding on to finding fulfillment in them is hopeful. But without love, everything falls short of the desired goal. And when we put our time and energy into things that do not fulfill us, we feel frustrated. Love is the best thing that we can commit our life to. It took me a long time to figure out that my priorities were a little messed up. It was hard to encourage someone without love. It was hard to operate in leadership without love. And the commitment to learn how to walk in love has to be your single best decision that you will make towards your Christian walk because God is love. Love not only blesses others, it also blesses you by doing it. You have to concentrate on being a blessing to others and it will bring you joy. All of us need to become students of love, excelling in the most important quality, which is love, can help you develop your other spiritual gifts. I love you guys, but most importantly, Jesus loves you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please share this with your friends, your family, and any form of social media. And do not forget to subscribe. I'm so pumped about this, guys. Let's do this together.